welcome to another episode of the Academically Ineligible Podcast. You thought we forgot about you. We did not. We're back. Uh, no, we did. We, did. We, we actually did kind of forget, but we remembered at some point. And the gang is mostly back together. We are... Uh, uh, actually, before I forget, this is episode 113. Dear God, how, how have they let us record 113 of these? But season 6, episode 1... Of the Academically Ineligible Podcast, I'm Andy, joined across town by Andrew. Hello. Uh, I also want to uh, notify everyone that I am uh, putting in my notice to leave this podcast conference. And okay. I will be uh, joining a new podcast conference in the coming years. But how how would you do that? This is the last remaining college football podcast. So where, where are you going to go? One. Form a new one. A whole new uh. thing. We're getting some background noise over there, uh, so that's. Uh, I guess it's time for time to introduce our our next guest. We got we got uh, Mike. Uh, what's going on there? Hello, Mike. Perfect. I'm okay, sorry. Okay. Here over Texas, join the conference. I'm sorry. Okay. okay. All right. Well, that, there's Mike. Unanimous. I'm Mike. All right. Uh, we're not joined this week by Tom. Uh, Tom had some uh, something come up, and uh, yeah. we, we his, trust uh, his local branch of the Communist American Party. You know, scheduled oh. the same night. I'm sorry, he had to choose. He wow. chose the communist. Wow. Uh, he had something come up, and uh, we'll just ask that you keep him in your thoughts and prayers. We don't think it's that serious, but uh, I. Anyway, we need more vaccines. He needs to get back to work. <laughs> he's 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 still working on the assembly line. So that's uh, yeah. He, we he, he he heard that you know now we're getting like a hundred dollars to get the vaccine, and he's like, well, I've got to get some more vaccines. I think he took it too literally, and he went out and got ten of the vaccine today. So he was hoping he could get a thousand dollars for that. And I don't know if that works that way. I mean, that's how much PlayStation Five cost. A thousand dollars. Sure. Okay. Uh, we, we're also joined this week. Uh, we're we're going to be previewing the Pac-12 tonight. Uh, it it does still exist, I hear. Um, so we're going to be previewing the, the the Pac-12, and we have a special guest who I've been told is an expert and has previewed the Pac-12 with us before. So Chris, thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks for having me. Hello, everyone. Uh, everyone, please get vaccinated out there so I can go on vacation. Thank you. Yes, yes. please. Yes. If you're listening to this podcast, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you're not vaccinated. What the fuck are you doing? But yeah, what the fuck are you doing? We're we're tired of dealing with this thing as a looming threat over our lives forever. Please, for the love of God, get vaccinated. I'd like to get a haircut. I don't. Uh, yeah, see, I'm I'm on the like been shaving my head now for about a year and a half, so I I don't I don't need to do haircuts, but I could understand that being an issue for people. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, sorry, I was reading something on Clicking again, reading. Yes. Um, Is so anything anyway, new uh, come up? Uh, not, as far as I know, not as far as I know. No, no new conferences have been formed. Uh, nobody shut down in the past uh, five or ten minutes. No, uh, no, no tortious in interferences. It, guess what we got, though? New ones. New ones, I mean. We have another opportunity to talk about the polls. And so that's what we're going to do. 
we're going to check in with the only poll that matters. Andrew, give us an update on the FPI. Oh, is it out? I didn't even look. Yeah, I, it's oh. in the outline. Okay, well, here we go. Uh, yeah. Uh, number one, your FPI. As is far as I know, it's Al been updated. <laughs> Alabama. Then 2017 Clemson. FPI. Awesome. Then Oklahoma. Uh, this is bizarre. Clemson has a 12 and one record, but is second to Alabama, who has a 11 and 1.6 record projected. I mean, that's that Texas Oklahoma power right there, baby. I don't understand. They're basically saying that even if, oh, even if it's Clemson two difference. Yeah, they're they're yeah, basically yeah, saying yeah. that Clemson's going to have one more win and they'll still be ranked behind Ohio, Alabama. Uh, so we got Oklahoma, Ohio State, and Georgia round up top five. Uh, is there anything fun here in the FPI? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Six and seven. What? Six and seven. You got Texas A&M and you got oh, Texas, Texas Longhorns. The Longhorns, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Look at that. There's a one game difference. There's nine and two. What's that? Nine and two versus. Nine and nine point eight. Ten and two. Ten. Well, I'm, okay, I'm trying to round out ten and two versus nine and three. Uh, some other interesting things here. Iowa State uh, Cyclones are projected at uh, number nine by FPI with eight point nine wins, three and a half uh, losses, uh, with a 0.4 percent chance of uh, winning out. What's their conference winning? Uh, 8.7 percent. Oh, it's playoff percent. 11.8%. 11.8%. Yep. Uh, if you, uh, can I impersonate yeah. Tom and start sleeping right now? Or? No, the, if you impersonate Tom, you just sound like Andrew. So just mute yourself and we'll let Andrew talk. Yeah. Uh, Kansas has a lowest at 0.1% to get six wins or more. I think there's a chance. What do they have, uh, out of curiosity, what do they have Georgia Tech at since they went 3-7 and seven last year? Let's see, Tech. Uh, 4.8 and 7.2. So we'll call it 4-7. Or 5-7. I and guess we call it 5-7. and 5-7, and seven, yeah. Well, all right. Well, still won't be bowl eligible unless they get in on APR, I guess. Um, okay, cool. Hook them. The, uh, so there's your FBI update. Let's talk about the S SP+. Plus. Rankings and blah, blah, blah. These are forward facing uh, <laughs> rankings. So um, we have no idea how the FPI works. We do have a little bit of information about how, how SP plus works, which I kind of looked at. And I don't think we'll talk about this every week. Two thirds of it is how teams did last year, along with returning production. Uh, one quarter of it is recruiting rankings. So the new people they got coming in. Uh, the remaining portion, which is a pretty small percentage, uh, is how a team has done in the last two to four years. So it tries not to overweigh like a, a one-year flash in the pan a la, um, you know, Ole Miss when they, when they paid for Laramie Tunsil and everybody else to come in there, I guess, for one year. Um, or maybe that's, maybe it also throws out some of Malzahn's rabbit foot years with Auburn. Possibly. So anyway, overall SP plus rankings, we got uh, Alabama, Clemson, o Oklahoma, Ohio State, Oregon, uh, Georgia, Iowa State, Miami, Wisconsin, and North Carolina. So a little bit different between the two. 
mostly who's, the same. Who's the head? Who's the head coach at Iowa State? Was it that Campbell name I keep hearing? Matt Campbell, I think. You guys yeah. heard about this up and coming coach named Matt Campbell? Yeah. yeah, I hear he's gonna leave at the first opportunity to go to a bigger program. <laughs> Still there somehow, yeah. I mean it. Yeah. I mean it makes sense. Like yeah, I, I keep seeing Iowa State showing up, and I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. He has a good coach, and uh, so yeah, we'll we'll talk about some news that might be affecting Matt Campbell and Iowa State here in, in a little bit after we get through these rankings. <clears throat> but uh, so that's the uh, the SP plus, and I don't know if we'll continue to talk about that next week or not. But uh, we will be doing these previews, I guess, once a week until the season starts. Um, so we got some. Uh, well, I mean, we're gonna do the P fives. We don't really care too much about the G fives, but P five. You, you you could say we can. We'll do the P fives as long as there are. P5s, which is not like... That's true. The Big 12 might be gone before we get to them. We'll see. Um, so anyway, let's talk about some football news. Check your emails just to make sure you do not have a cease and desist. Like, we are allowed to talk about this, right? I, I actually just had to reset up the podcast email on my phone and see if there was anything new in there. Uh, we don't have any updates from uh, from Katie on the assembly line and how things are going there. Um, so hopefully we can get some updates on how things are going uh, with the vaccine production. Hopefully things are picking up because hopefully demand is picking up because everyone out there is getting their shots. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, but in the meantime, we do have some news. Uh, we don't have any emails about a cease and desist. Um, we're good. We're good. We're good. So we can talk about this. So, um, there, there were some rumors that came out about a week, maybe a week and a half ago. I don't know. Time's a flat a circle in COVID times, so it's probably about a it, week. It, it, it came out like 20 minutes before Texas A&M like did their media days, and that was like I think Thursday, a week from well, that's a week ago. Yep. Yeah, it was a week ago. So there you go. That that's when it came out that uh, apparently Texas and Oklahoma were exploring leaving the big 12 and going to the sec and by exploring it we mean that these talks had apparently been going on for six months and by exploring it we mean it was already a done deal it was basically yes. already a done deal they just had to wait for formality they, of the conference they, presidents they, to vote on it they couldn't like say southeastern conference they just said in two, in 2025 we're just not going to be on your network anymore also, yeah, it turns out that it may actually be sooner than that if they can get uh, get things worked out with their buyout, which I don't really understand how the buyout would work anyway, since the buyout wouldn't it have to come from the Longhorn Network, which is the SPN, and they're going uh, yeah. to a conference in the which is the SEC Network, which is also ESPN. So is it just they're just passing money from one hand to another, or it's, what? It's I keep thinking like circle of suck, but it's like circle of like. Hollywood money. So it's like human centipede, but like college football. Yeah. It's, it's like Netflix money. It's not actually real. Yes. Exist. Yes. Or Tesla's it's like Elon Musk's money, I guess. It's like all this is like ESPN's basically paying it. They're paying Big 12, who's paying them. Wow. 
Okay, well, it, we, we have no idea how it's working. Um, I, I did listen to a Split Zone duo the other day, Stephen Godfrey, apparently talked to a bunch of people in, um, in high positions in the SEC, and most of them actually said that, and I'm, I'm assuming he wasn't talking to presidents or ADs, but people high up in administrations, apparently it took them by surprise too, and supposedly nobody knew about this until it actually came out, which is kind of shocking how these people were able to keep a lid on it and the rich Texas boosters you would think knew about this like didn't know because if they knew it would have gotten out uh long before this it it came out from a was a reporter from like a Houston newspaper or something something like that yeah I'm guessing I'm guessing somebody at Texas A&M said something to them and then they they leaked it out but Maybe they had just found out, like whoever it was at A and M had found out about it, and then they couldn't keep their mouth shut. I mean, it's been a fun week, but I kind of wonder what it would have been like. Uh, was it Monday when they basically said uh, officially we're like not renewing with you at Big Twelve? Almost if like it all just came out that one day for the first time. I kind of wish it would have simmered a bit more to have like the slight panic attacks from all the schools like over a long like four month process or like hey, I heard they're leaving, and then just like <laughs> listening like everyone like freaking out for like four months like shit you guys hear about Texas is leaving what are we gonna do and just, everyone just <laughs> like long con game yeah so what what we've been hearing is that. Uh, Obviously, the big reason for the SEC to want to do this is money, um, and so I, I think that the the yeah, average they want to ruin college football altogether. Yeah, they. No, that that's the that's ESPN. I, I, yeah, also that. I kind of I kind of think they felt like this was the end game, and they wanted to jump first. Yeah, because they they could get their pick of the litter essentially. Yeah. Um, jump and first, they jump first and win, and that's. I, I, well, there's basically, no, no com- sorry, I, I, I was just going to say, everybody thought that conference expansion was coming eventually anyway, so basically the SEC yeah. got their, their, got the cream of the crop. Literally. Yeah. Because past these two teams, there is there is no other viable, you know, comparable teams to this, except for like one, and it's Notre Dame. Unless, I mean, you could. Unless you start talking about breaking up a team off the ACC or the PAC or the somehow the big, no, it, well, it, it wouldn't come off the big pen because it's, it's them in the SEC. Man, it would be, it sure would be something if, if Ohio state had to go to the SEC at some point and all their fans would have to embrace the SEC. Uh, that would, that would almost be worth it. I mean, you, you're, you're seeing like the Texas and Oklahoma people are already like throwing away their, SEC, SEC meme jokes and act like they, to. you know, never made fun of it. Right. Um, I would continue to make fun of it. Sure uh, you as would. As you should. As you should. So, uh, do, so the, the, the gist of what, what we found out in the past few days was that obviously the, the big reason for this is money. Uh, it's TV ratings and it's going to get um, ESPN's payouts to the to the SEC, it sounds like they're projecting at like $1.3 billion a year. So you're splitting that up uh, 16 ways. It has mu- multiple different money things. There's like their new CBS takeover deal. You know, there was that. Uh, there's, and going to the whole ESPN cease and desist thing, uh, 
if they can get out away from doing anything with the Big 12, which is like what 50 50 with Fox, you know, if they can, they're just they want control over 100% control over all of college football. I mean, they've already got it over what the ACC and the SEC. Yeah. I think Fox has, has, is Fox 100% on the pack? I think Fox has the other three, right? Mm-hmm. I yep. think I think it's split on the Big Ten and the Big Twelve. I, I'm just not sure about the Fox the owns the Big Ten network. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Pac-12 network is independent, famously, um, or infamously, <laughs> maybe. Um, and available in 16 homes. Yeah. yeah, but but um, the the conference does sell some games to Fox, mm-hmm. or did. Who knows what's going to happen now. And we got the Pac-12 after dark. Hey, well, here's the good news, Chris. Okay. The Pac-12 will now be the third strongest conference in college football. Indeed. <laughs> can't, 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 can't deny them. Wait, are are they? And that that's a serious question. Who, who would it be? Who's number two? Is it the ACC or Big Ten? I mean, top to bottom, I think it has to go to the Big Ten. Yeah. ACC is I mean, just yeah. Clemson. Yeah, yeah I, I guess so. Yeah, ACC is Clemson, and if you want to like throw half of Notre Dame, if they're still doing their not ACC ACC thing, oh, a one-time deal. Well, that's just for the conference, but they're still doing the whole like we'll play four or five. Yeah, it's still like some weird ACC partnership thing. But still, that's not enough. No, I would say um, as a whole that the Pac-12 is stronger than the ACC as a whole. Yeah, I would, I would too. Probably. And they just don't have has higher has higher it, highs, but the Pac-12 as a whole is much stronger, top to bottom. It, yeah, that's fair. If only, uh, if only there was a a good team in Los Angeles that could carry the 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 torch for the Pac-12. Well, you know, UCLA, long time away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if USC were Pete Carroll, USC. Yeah. I mean, they could, they'd be they, the second best conference, probably. They, they've been <laughs> tripping over their dicks forever now. But hey, they can be Pete Carroll, at, you know, USC again. You know, we can pay players more or less now. I yeah. I really wish we would have got uh, Pete Carroll in this this uh, kind of college football era in the kind of stuff that he was doing, it was kind of ahead of the time then. And I think it would have been fun to have that same level now. Oh yeah. He was bringing like yeah. Snoop Dogg and all these other celebrities, Will Ferrell, all these guys to practice and stuff. Imagine yeah. like if they could actually do like official marketing things or like movie tie-ins and stuff I mean, like yeah, that. Would, crazy. I'm, I'm never thinking like Will Ferrell could like have like, for like one, one player a month, have them be like the advertisement for like whatever movie he's doing. Mm-hmm. He'd be in the movies or in yeah in the yeah. In so the movies. um, I, I guess we kind of digressed a little bit, but um, so the uh, Oklahoma and Texas were both averaging over like three million uh viewers per game on these selected games that that they were talking about. I think it was like twelve yeah, or sixteen games or something like that. Yeah, they were doing like <clears throat> averages viewerships in right in the games 
and the rest of the conference, aside from the two of them, was pulling in like sub nine hundred thousand. So um, clearly, what like a third, a quarter to a third for most most of those uh, programs. So what what I'm getting at here is, do we think that the Big Twelve is going to? I see a a, a few different possibilities. Are they going to dissolve the conference and everybody goes their separate ways? Uh, of which, you know, what is the big draw for the Big Ten in adding uh, some of the remaining uh, teams there? Like, do they want to add, say, a West Virginia? Or, no. uh, I don't think so. Uh, do you want to add Iowa State? Maybe. You've already no. got Iowa. Um, I would say, well, I'll say this. The 2025 version of the Big 12, as it is to stand to exist right now, is not a viable conference. It, mm-hmm. it, it, that can't exist. So they have to go somewhere. So, okay, if you're the Big 10, you look at who would you want to get? The only team, and this sounds insane, that if I'm the Big 10, I look at getting is like Kansas because I'm going to mm. get them for basketball. No other team inside the Big 10 or in the Big 12 offers a uh a like a, a media area that the Big Ten wants or needs. Yeah. Because if you think about Iowa State, all right, they already have basically the Midwest down between Iowa and Nebraska. Iowa State's not going to add more eyeballs to what they're the contracts are selling. That's already done. Yeah. So you kind of fully embrace Kansas like, okay, it is a shit football team, but we're gonna get a lot of eyeballs with basketball and a lot of exposure there. So there's there is no remaining Texas team at all. To well, give to Texas, there's Tech. And Big Ten but... fucked up not taking Missouri. Big Ten's not getting Texas when A and M and Texas and Oklahoma are in the SEC. Like that's that whole state is lost. Yeah, the, yep. yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's a good point. I was thinking, is there any combination of any remaining te- Texas team just to get like a sample out of there? But you're right, it's already ate up by the top three teams. I mean, you could maybe argue Kansas and Oklahoma State. You could maybe there. But I, I think those are – I don't know if they take Iowa State. Like, Iowa State's a good football team now, but, like, just now they are. But the thing and, is, like, do we – so do we think that they're going to – that the remaining members are going to be cannibalized, or are they, in turn, going to try to survive by adding teams? I, and I think that they're going to try to do that. I think they're going to try to add yeah. – the, and they're going to have to do it in quantity – that they're going to have to add not two teams because two teams, there aren't two teams out there that can make up what they lost in those TV ratings. You're going to have to add like four or maybe six teams. I, I think mean, they basically need to have an AAC Alliance at this point. Yes. Like, they they, they hey, need to like, go poach the AAC and maybe, a, maybe like, some Sunbelt teams too. Like, Hey, UCF, Hey, SMU. Hey, like all these teams, do you want to be like relevant and in the college football playoff talk? Then join, join us. Shit, go out and get Tulane. Oh, cut, cut off the playoff talk. <laughs> Man, you know what I think they should do? I think they should get they should get UCF. They should get they should get UC? Coastal Carolina from uh from the Sun Belt. They should get go App State. And, would they Cincinnati? go ahead and grab Houston? Cincinnati. Finally, yeah, take Cincinnati. That would be would what they, I would do. Would they, would they finally grab Houston? I think sure, Houston makes some sense, yeah. Probably. I think you got to explore do. all options at this point is you, you got to start taking the, the best of what's out there. And the, the big 12 isn't really in a position of strength here where they can go out and raid. Like they can't take anyone from the big 10, right? Like, yeah, no, I, I, no one's yeah. from the big 10 going to leave. No, 
they got no reason to. Certainly not to go to the Big 12, who has a precarious uh, TV deal. Like, like, what is their TV deal at this point? Because the Longhorn it's Network's like, going to go away, which wasn't even really as far, all of theirs. As far anyway. as I understand, their, their money is like getting cut by like 75%. Yeah, precarious and much less lucrative. Yes. Yeah. Right They're now, getting the, like... As, as of now, the Big Ten is the highest money-making conference. Now, that won't be the case in uh, three very years. shortly. It ain't going to be three um, years. We can also talk about that. So I, I think that the that the likelihood of this actually taking until 2025 is, as it's currently scheduled is a, I'm putting it at around, around 10 to 25 percent. Yeah, it's, we're just waiting on lawyers. To yeah, we're waiting on them to figure out how they're going to make this work to uh, to buy them out early so that this happens because Oklahoma and Texas apparently want this to happen next season. I think the Big 12 would be more willing to do that if they do work out like those AAC deals we talked about. I God, think it's gonna, they'll fight, they'll is, fight those things is, tooth and nail, if not. Which is, uh, and this I'm reading you wrong, I, I was thinking that's real funny because they're right now like threatening the ACC, AA, the A, did you say ACC or AAC? AAC, the American. Which it's gonna I agree that's the best option so bad. Is, is to like do a, you know, you know, either a, uh, combine the whole things together or that'd be probably the most beneficial but it'd be way too many teams in one conference ah who cares at this point yeah you're right um yeah <clears throat> it's really gonna I mean, screw over that that the aac but I, I think at the end of the day like uh money talks and it's like it's a doggy dog world and if these people don't start making some moves like they're they're gonna their whole yep livelihood's going to go away when you think about it if you join the what's left of the big 12 in the american that that's a conference that doesn't have a like a top feeder but that's a conference with a whole bunch of teams that you'll fuck around and find out with like real quick yeah. like I those mean, are the teams that you go and play at out of conference and then you go there and next thing you know oh shit your top five team just lost by 14 points i mean ucf if they go into the big 12 like i don't really see a reason why they can't necessarily compete for the big 12 pretty much immediately um at least be in contention to win it when they go in i i guess it just depends on like if oklahoma state ever kind of gets back to kind of well, where they, it was i mean the question is are they still going to be playing oklahoma if they do play oklahoma it would be an out of conference game then so it wouldn't have any effect on the standings so no i said oklahoma state yeah, no, I, I know. I, mean, like, I was like, just thinking, like, in, in this in this big conference, if Oklahoma State could, like, because there's a few years there that they were they were like a, what, a top ten, top fifteen team. If they can get back to that, I'm trying to think of the teams left. Who would be the big dog of like the Big Twelve? Well, the the big dog would. I, I guess it would probably be them. I mean, lately, I guess Iowa State's been better, but. Um... Somewhat historically, at least, it seems like the um, like uh, Oklahoma, Oakey Light's been better, but um, so, and so thinking like you know how would they match up to the, say Central Florida? I, they... I guess we probably shouldn't go too far into this because we yeah, still yeah. we still do have a Big Twelve uh, yeah, but, preview at some point. But... And all this has not happened yet. Uh... No, and it's uh, a lot of details are still being hashed out. It sounds like so a lot of what we're saying is complete conjecture. Um, at this point so um, that being said I, we should probably I was, 
I thought one thing that's not Big Twelve related, and I was at, I would ask Chris this because I've heard on a couple of radio stations earlier, you know, some slight rumor rumors of. And I, I was pretty sure they were talking about if there was going to be any kind of alliance between the pack and the ACC and do like the both coasts kind of super conference to like combat the SEC Big Ten. Have you heard anything about this? I have not heard anything about that specifically. Um, out here anyway, at least, the talk has been doing an alliance with the Big Ten um, for a, a few different reasons. One, because they had one in place for years. in like 2012 or something like mm -hmm. that, and it never ended up happening because I think some other conference realignment stuff happened and kind of scrapped it. Yeah. Um, but mm -hmm. they've obviously talked about it before. Like the the commissioners are different now and that sort of thing. But like academically, which is big for both of the conference, like they're both kind of on the same level. Um, there's the Rose Bowl connection, obviously, which is still obviously very important to both conferences. Both yeah. Um. So it, it, that seems like the logical fit if they do it, do it, something like that. And it's possible I, I misheard. It might have been the Big Ten, not the ACC. Something about like getting like uh, a co a conference with uh, a team in all the time zones is how I think I remember them saying it. Yeah, I think it was Big the the pack and the. <laughs> I think it was the pack and the in the Big Ten, from what I remember. Um, that would be an interesting possibility. I mean, it it'd be the definitely conferences. Where it'd just be the SEC versus the. Well, at that point, would the ACE would the ACC and the Southeastern Conference join up? If the PAC and the Big Ten joined up, and then what a mess! Would the SEC want to do that? I don't think they really yeah, need I, to. <laughs> they don't really need to. I'm just thinking. Well, what does the ACC teams do? Well, I guess Clemson would go independent or go by themselves. Yeah, they might be the the next casualty. At that point, and then um, you know, Duke and Wake Forest are crying, which it would be kind of funny. But... Anyway, sorry about that. Hey, you're fine. Um, so let's uh, let's talk about uh, we're we're gonna try to do a little bit of a Pac-12 preview tonight. Um, so we brought Chris here because he's because he's an expert on the Pac-12. Yep. We had to refresh ourselves on who was actually in the Pac-12 and what, like, what who was in the Mike Leach, How's Mike Leach doing out there? Yeah, how is he doing anyway? You know, it was uh, not particularly well. He's he's literally no longer existing out here. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> but I did hear his replacement is is pretty much also anti-vaccination. Which, by the way, everyone gets shots. Yeah, he's uh shots. he's still kind of there in spirit, but uh, it's not him anymore. So he's sending uh, Nick Rolovich tips, I guess, on uh, what not to say. Yeah, uh, through Q potentially. <laughs> through Maybe Q and on yeah. channel connection or something. Yeah, yeah. they both are part of the same 4chan message board. Exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately, like it kind of wouldn't surprise me if they were. Um, if Leach was on 4chan for sure. Anyway, so let's talk oh, about yeah. who's in the. Um, Let's talk about who, uh, speaking of uh, Leach's old program, let's talk about who's in the Pac North. Um, so we get, uh, and I um, I put as much effort into this as I typically do for this conference, but uh, 
<laughs> we used to do the old game of like having me like say who's in the north and who's in the south, but well, we're still gonna do that for the ACC. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, the coastal and the Atlantic. Yeah, we we never know who's in it. I I, I haven't gotten any better at that every year. And <laughs> this is apparently our sixth year of doing this, so it hasn't nice. gotten better in a year. Probably really. because both of your division names are the same thing. Like yeah. the Atlantic Ooh. is the ocean and the coast is on the ocean. I don't know. The the coast of what exactly? Yeah. Um so let's talk about who's Carolina. in there. Right, exactly. Yeah, they don't even have the Coastal Carolina team. That I mean it's the most obvious choice and uh or or Coastal Carolina. So the Pac North, we got uh Oregon, we got Oregon State, Washington, Washington State, Cal, and Stanford. Um I feel like that list is almost in order of how I would predict the finish, although I would probably bump Washington up a spot there. Uh, Stanford's fallen that far? Uh, Stanford, I, I suppose Stanford might be... Stanford uh, might, might be ahead of Cal. I don't know how Cal's doing, but I just assume it's still an awful year to be a Cal bear every year. Um, one, of yeah. those, one of these days. <laughs> yeah. They'll probably be alright, Stanford and Cal, but... I. From everything I've heard, which isn't a ton, because I haven't been paying super close attention because we played one to four games yeah. in this conference last year. Um, but uh, it seems like it's going to be a two-horse race between UW and Oregon for the North. Yeah, it seems like it. So we'll see. Yeah, it, Oregon's it, what, breaking in a new quarterback. They got Moorhead there, who's you know probably one of the better play callers in all of college football. So yeah, that'll be pretty exciting to see yeah, kind of what they do, and they'll get a test did, early when they come to Ohio State. So yeah, didn't yeah didn't Oregon get like a real good transfer prospect? Is it... uh yeah, what was his name? Well, hold on, can we get can we go back to something you said there Boston about college. him being about him being one of the best play callers in college football? It like, and I'm not saying he he isn't, but Morehead, you mean the guy that got fired at Mississippi State? Right, like if he's that good, was he just an awful culture fit at Mississippi State, or what the fuck happened there? Oh, uh, cowbells, yeah. <laughs> I, I would say culture. I mean, they only gave him like one and a half seasons, so yeah, yeah. I, I, it's hard to say anything. You can't give a coach one and a half seasons. Just he seems wasn't there like... with Leach, right? No, no, he got fired to be for Leach to come on. Yeah, it was Mullen, and then Moorhead was there, and it seemed like he never really clicked there for some reason. And it seemed like they pulled the trigger really quickly, and uh, and then they brought in Leach. So I mean, Penn State's offense has been a shell of its former self since he left, so. Yeah. I assume Leach would want to bring in his own guy anyway, so he's yeah. probably gone no matter what. Yeah. Um. All right. So in uh, yeah, I didn't realize it, he's at Oregon now. Is that right? Yeah, he's the offensive coordinator. Damn. First yep. of all, is building a pretty good little staff there. Um. Yeah. No, I I can't I can't hate on uh on him being an excellent pick as an OC. Um. Yeah, that's a good pickup. So, uh, Chris, what what do we need to know about the Pac-12 North? 
Um, like I mentioned before, it's Oregon and Washington, pretty much. Um, yeah. uh, Nike might do some crazy NIL stuff oh, with Oregon. God. Sure. Um, yeah. Do you guys have another Jake as a quarterback, or are you fresh out of Jake's? Uh, no, Jake. We have a Heward, though. Okay. <laughs> uh, Damon Heward's son is a uh, oh. true freshman at UW this year. Uh, he was, I think, the number one pro-style recruit in the country. Wait, what's uh, his first name? Uh, Sam he... Heward. Oh, okay. Name. All right. Uh, yeah, so... We're, we're hitting that part of the life where everything makes you feel old, and that makes you feel old. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, your quarterback's returning, though, right? From last year, that same guy? Yeah, so we've got um, our starter back from last year. We also had uh, Patrick O'Brien from Colorado State. I believe, uh, grad transfer in, so he's competing for the job too. And then Sam Heward, um, but he's probably gonna redshirt. Um, we'll see though. We've still got all of fall to go, so it's probably a, a two horse race between those two. Gotcha. Five star, five star quarterback. Yep. A pretty high one. I'm just, I just flipped up to twenty four seven sports. Point nine nine three six. I mean, it's. I think uh, what's his name Lawrence is like nine 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 six. But so it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, people Good are luck. pretty excited, but yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Who uh, do you get? He was Oregon at home or not this year? Uh yes. Uh we UW has a pretty favorable schedule this year. I believe we miss both USC and Utah. Oh, wow. Who are two of the three teams that may win the South, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then Arizona State, who's the third one, and Oregon uh, are both at home. Uh, and Arizo- NCAA, and the, I mean. And Arizona State's like in the middle of like what the NCAA, the last hurrah for the NCAA <laughs> violations. Yeah. Yeah. Recruiting during the dead period. Good times. We're, in the time frame where we can now like have our players be paid, you still fuck up that way. That's crazy. Of course, I mean, I guess the dead the dead zone period was extra long. I think this it was time. very long. They probably lost track. <laughs> <laughs> um. So what what else do we need to to talk about with the pack? Uh, pack Oregon North. Oregon State's trash. Oregon State seems to be trash. Uh, yeah, they've, it's going to be a, a process to get Oregon State competitive. It's probably going to be another year or two at least, what? but they might get there eventually. I think the coach is not bad, so we'll see. What, what was like Oregon State's natural like cycle? Is it like one good year and then like 13 bad years or is it like more? Uh, maybe not that bad. Like they used to like be... It fairly regularly competitive back in the day mike rally years right yeah like they had that one year with like chad johnson and all those guys where they went to i think it was a bcs bowl game or something they went like 10 and 1 or something like that there's a uh there's a a chart if you look the amount of rogers brothers on the team the better (laughs) your team is no shit so there was a point where they had two and they were very good and then they went to zero and they became very bad yeah and and uh and the rogers parents are just they're they're too old to 
to make the kids. Yeah, uh, so that we gotta, window might be closed. We got to wait 18 years for those guys to get going and their kids. Yeah, like their natural state is usually like seven-ish wins, maybe knock off a, a top contender mm-hmm. sort of thing. <laughs> to be fair, Not they have one of the best turnover props in college football, so. Yes. And they get the chainsaw out. Yeah. That is pretty as good. As far as the rest of the North, uh, Washington State might be the hotbed for the next COVID variant. We'll see. <laughs> uh, head coach is conspiracy theorist. Well, Luke the question Dick. is, the uh, question is, does Fireball kill COVID? Uh, we're going to find out. Yeah. That's for sure. I mean, that head coach. Find that out whole, or die trying. That, that head coach and that whole kind of their drama there uh, seems to fit in uh, very well with how that whole side of the state is. Yeah, it's kind of funny, actually, because uh, like their student body and like their alumni base is mostly from Seattle, not from that side of the uh, the state, just because there's there's not that many people that live out there. Um, so like him and the student body aren't necessarily on the same page with a lot of this stuff, but neither was Leach. Mm-hmm. So they're probably kind of used to it by now, I guess. <laughs> and I have this weird idea that just popped in my head that I, I would love if we could somehow raise money from our uh, our dozens of podcast listeners and see if they could send Andrew and I out to a game out at Wazoo and what a shit show it would be. <laughs> How miserable we would be, but you could pay to see us miserable there. It would probably be a I'd good pay. time. I mean... <laughs> I've never been there myself, but from what I've heard, it's like a fun little college town sort of atmosphere. But I mean, you can go 30 different places in the South or the Midwest within like an hour and find that. So I don't know if it'll be that much different, really. Yeah. You you probably said, because I was looking, how many hours is it from like Seattle to to that area? It looked like five hours. Yeah, five, five and a half hours, assuming that's over the mountains isn't closed. Or something. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. fun. That'll get you to West Lafayette territory from here. <laughs> mm. You could fly to Spokane and then just drive like forty-five minutes or whatever it is. So, yeah, so that's probably the the better. Probably option. the move there. Uh, so, what do you think? What do we think about Stanford? Are they ever gonna get like uh, competitive again, or have those um, that ship sailed? Um. I guess it depends on what you mean by competitive. Like, I don't think they're going to be competing for the the division this year, but they'll probably be a solid 500-ish, 7-8 win team. How many losses would it take to get David Shaw fired? Uh, I feel like like eight. Can he be fired? (laughs) 12 losses. I mean, they would have to go in the tank for three, four years in a row, I think, to get him fired at this point. I feel like eight to ten losses, probably. I mean, David Shaw is basically the same as uh, Pat Fitzgerald of like, oh, it's probably the best that they can do. Yeah, pretty much. That's and, a good comparison. And yeah, and the good the good thing is Stanford, I think, realizes that. Yeah, and yeah. they're not like Mississippi State. So, do we think that? Okay, uh, all right. So, what is the difference between how Stanford is now? And how Stanford was with Harbaugh, is it the strength of, like, was it that they were getting much better recruits then? Was it the perfect 
uh, thing at the, you know, is the right thing at the right time where they were just able to cash in and uh, maybe the division was down. I, I don't know. Like, I, uh, I think it was just uh, a little bit of the division was kind of down. Like UW wasn't good yet. Right. Um, this Oregon, Oregon was, was kind of obviously, but it was kind of yeah. just Oregon and a bunch of like 500 teams. <laughs> I mean, would it would it be slightly possible to also be like just they were so different of a style of a yeah, team? I think that was the other big part of it was Harbaugh. Well, Harbaugh brought and... in his like heavy formations and just running down your throat. I mean, and they and also again. they also had some damn good quarterbacks. <laughs> Like well, over and over. Quarterbacks and tight ends. Quarterbacks and tight ends. I think yeah. they probably hit at a very good time of right. USC was was going into coming Probation. out of their suspensions and probations, and so yep. you know yep. kids are probably looking like, oh shit, look at this Stanford team. They're doing some cool things. They're like, well, we'll go to Stanford instead of go to USC. And I think they hit that. But now USC's rebounding, and we're kind of seeing that with the people that Stanford's bringing in. It's kind of you know not where they were before Harbaugh, but it's 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 not where they were at the end of Harbaugh and early David Shaw career. Yeah. And I think the other thing is a lot of the schools in the conference have kind of figured out, well, I mean, figured out is I guess a strong phrase, but they've kind of gotten used to recruiting against Stanford now. So maybe they've like refined their pitches and that sort of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I don't think they'll be terrible as long as Shaw is there. They'll, they'll always be at least somewhat competitive. Yeah, it just seems like yeah. they're they're gonna need um, like somehow he's got to get he's got to get a really good quarterback in there to elevate them to yep. beyond where they're at now, and they just haven't just, had that. I just wonder if they'll ever like jump ship from like that style because I think they still kind of try to run that same style, right? Like tight ends and and you know. Pretty sure it's the what, what what we used to call pro style, which pro style even has yeah. has changed like nfl's changed yeah. a lot so do you think they will try to secretly like switch to like the you know spread or hurry up oh, i'm sure they'll i'm sure they'll implement some of that at some they're, point like you kind of have to i was gonna say they're they're probably doing it it's just slower than most of these programs yeah. have done uh but i i think that they'll get there eventually i i feel like the doing how they want to be you really need to have better athletes than everybody else has, and they just haven't had that. Yeah, yeah. I think, and the, and and they're never gonna have right that now. at Stanford, honestly. Like, yeah, because it's like to even take an official visit to Stanford, you have to qualify before you can even go. And nobody else is like and that, then, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. And you're you're talking about qualifying at Stanford. Yeah, <laughs> and and let, let's be real. I've said this before here. If you have an offer from any one of our programs and you have an offer from Stanford, you should go to Stanford. Yeah, definitely. Like it, it, you should make a business decision at the end of the day. And having a Stanford degree is a hell of a business decision. So, um, not not that any of our listeners probably will have that opportunity. But if you ever have that opportunity and you have an offer to go to Stanford, fucking take that offer. Or if your kids do, yeah. Or if your kids do, yep. Yeah, um, thanks, Stanford makes exceptions for athletes as far as their admissions and stuff go, which happens at pretty much everywhere else in the power five, even yeah. the really good schools that are in the power five, like they all kind of 
Oh. We'll relax some things to get people yeah. in, but yeah. Stanford doesn't, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, you yeah, can. I'm, I'm no, I know Vandy does. You can have a certain amount of academic, uh, was it academic qualifiers? I forget what the term was. Um. Anyway, so let's. Well, I, um, you know, you're not thinking like partial qualifiers. That was that old term. That partial qualifiers. Nebraska, that's the. I think Nebraska lived on those. Yep. Um, and um, and uh, JUCO kids, right? Nebraska yeah. did. Uh, and then this recent, this different thing, this recent conversation, uh, which uh, USC and Carbauer brought up at the same time, right? And it popped on my mind to ask this to everybody: Who, who is? Um, let me think. I had a word. This. I'm sorry. Uh, who are you more surprised hasn't been fired yet? Uh, Harbaugh or Helton? Uh, Helton. Helton. It's got to be Helton because they're getting. I can't. I, I I don't have the blue chip ratings in front of me right now, but I'm pretty sure that that team is well over fifty percent uh, blue chip ratio. Which you know, Bud Elliott's uh, been collecting that for years, and essentially his contention is. Uh, you're you're not gonna win a natty without having greater than fifty percent blue chips on your yeah. on your roster because I mean, nobody has. USC has no reason that they shouldn't win the South every single year. Yes. When you look yeah. at Michigan, it's like, oh, they got a high state in their division. Like that's they should reason. win the conference every year. Yeah. They, they should be at a minimum destroying the South every year. It, it, they Just, should be Clemson. They should be wreaking Pretty havoc much. on the South every year. That it shouldn't even be a question that there should be no other teams getting votes to win the South. Um, hey, he's held up to his job. Hooray for him. Uh, yeah. I think the big thing with that is they've had a lot of chaos in their administration and athletic department. So firing the football coach who isn't landing them in hot water with the NCAA is probably pretty low on their list yeah. of priorities. I, I remember he had a pretty decent sized buyout too, so it seemed like they were waiting on that buyout to go down quite a bit and essentially that fire him this year me. probably. So they're they're yeah. not they're not as dumb as Auburn. Auburn doesn't care. They 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 don't check the balance in their checking account before they buy something. <laughs> they, are they living off the reward zone, uh, the reward points off their credit cards, or? I think that they're charging things on other credit cards to pay for their credit cards. They're like they're like forty eight credit cards deep. <laughs> they, they just open up more, and then they're opening up credit cards in their family members' names and shit. Like, uh, yeah, Auburn doesn't care what what the balance is in their why? account. They're they're spending that they money. Changed, why do you think they yell War Eagles? Because that's what they used to be, and then they changed the Tigers to get a different credit right. card <laughs> <laughs> better credit rates. <laughs> They got him confused for Clemson Tigers, I guess. I don't know. Or LSU Tigers, oh. maybe. Oh, but. Clemson's like, where did this charge come from on my bill? No, we're Auburn with a lake. I promise we're not Auburn. So, All right. $48,000? What? <laughs> so, anyway. Um, so, the Pac, Pac South, which, uh, you know, I, I don't know how interesting this is going to be. Uh, Arizona's here. Uh, we got Arizona State, who is under uh, investigation by the NCAA. Uh, Herm for Herm is um, kind of going well on the field, and it seems like there were a lot of uh, problems off the field. 
Um, I'm trying to think of what it was, but I know that there was uh, that they were essentially ignoring the whole dead period from COVID, and they were, they've been hosting recruits the whole time. Uh, Pretty much, <laughs> which is kind of hilarious. A... Like you, you think that what? no other school's going to snitch on you when that's happening, and they they know that you're hosting recruits. God, wasn't there also maybe like uh, some other stuff in there? I just can't remember if it's like a fraud related or. I'm pretty sure that they were paying for uh, for players to come and visit as well when, A, they weren't supposed to be there and, and you weren't supposed yeah. to be paying for things as well. So Yeah, I think they were like, oh, I remember now. Uh, it was like the mom of their starting quarterback. They were like paying her to like organize the trips and stuff like that, but she wasn't like officially like one of the recruiting staff or whatever. So, yeah, they were essentially paying for stuff off the grid at, with, with uh, relation to recruiting trips, which weren't supposed to be happening in the first place. I'm just going to throw out there. I don't think there's any way Herm survives some, something like that. Um, we, we've seen coaches get canned for much less than that. Uh, yeah, he might have hope that the NCAA dies before. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a waiting game at this point. Yeah. Who lives longer? He can just wait out the NCAA. Stab me. <laughs> says man, he got stabbed. <laughs> yeah. Says conf- it says uh, national <laughs> like athletic division that dies. Yeah. Uh. So anyway, we'll we'll see what happens with Arizona State. I, I guess stay stay tuned with them. I I don't think anything. I mean, we think that's like that's going to get resolved before the season starts. The season starting. And Hell no. It's it's like a little bit it'll, over a month. Care- NCAA is going to carry that on for like a year probably. Nothing's going to come this year of that at all. Does NCAA ever get anything done in a that's kind of what, fashion? Nope. That's kind of what I was thinking. But also, yeah, the NCAA might actually like die in, in a year. So what are they going to be doing while they're waiting for that? Also, I, I will say quick. this. I will say this. The the route, as we've learned with the NCAA all, at all times, I'm not saying that what Arizona State did was correct or was right. Clearly, what, what they did was not. But uh, we, we're firmly on the side of the schools here in anti-NCAA. At least I am. So uh, the, the, the the position is to Pretty basically much. tell the is is to tell the NCAA to eat a dick and prove it. Uh, no, I didn't do shit. That that's what you say. You you say I didn't do shit. Uh, and if you got proof of it, then go ahead and show it. But I'm gonna deny this until the grave. If you got proof, please email compliance at olmiss.edu. <laughs> Otherwise, do not slander these young men and their families. That's right. Exactly. I'm, I might finally be able to like say like even agree to all that, even if it was like the NCAA like was investigating Auburn or Ohio State or something. I would. I think I actually would just continue to say you know screw the NCAA. Uh, well, you, in you the can... past I would. In the past I would be like yeah get those son of bitches. But uh, I mean I would probably always say screw the NCAA. But if it was uh, say Florida or Auburn that this was uh, for, I, I would. She's saying that I hope a meteor could like split in two and could hit Indianapolis and where uh, Gainesville, Florida. So I'm just Let saying, yes, yeah, <laughs> let them fight, let them fight. It's it's that's exactly the thing. Like it's kind of what we're doing with the what the Big Twelve and the ESPN thing recently. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, all right, uh, so we GCN we also going to come out of that, but that's another story. 
Uh, we, we also have some other schools, apparently part of the, the PAC South. We, we don't need to spend a lot of time on these. Uh, Colorado sucks. Uh, and I was actually trying to think of who their coach was because Tucker left and went to Michigan State as soon as he could. Yep. He bounced. Um, who, who is their coach at Colorado now? Oh, um, I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, that's, I, that, that's honestly more I, I, more Carl Dorrell? Carl Dorrell? Nah, he was at Kent State back in the a few years ago. Oh, it is him, yeah. The okay. uh, former UCLA coach. Yeah, is he UCLA too. Okay, all right. Yeah, he wasn't at Kent State. That's I was, I was thinking like some packed. I thought he was pack team. All right. Fact, anyway, I don't even remember. I don't even remember Mel Tucker being at Colorado. He was there for like a season, I think. That's why. Yeah. I was trying to remember who the the guy that was there before. The guy that was there before got them to be was, okay uh, for like a w- one year or two years. Dan Hawkins, maybe or something. I think so. I think it was so Dan Inter- Hawkins' Inter- brother. Intermural's brother, yeah. <laughs> I thought they, I thought he was long. I, thought, hmm. I think we need to we need to move on and start talking about yeah. some Mormons. So we need to talk about my my other uh, the, no the team Mormons that at Utah. Well, I mean, I'm sure that I there are. That. I'm sure that there, <laughs> there are. Uh, I mean, I, yeah. So I, I I bring this up every year. I enjoy watching Utah play. I am not sure exactly why, but that they, they've got like all these like big Samoan dudes, and they go out there and they're just like wrecking shit. Like, like I love how they play defense. Um, traditionally, they got just like it's almost like it's almost like SEC type football out there, and I just really enjoy watching it. Um, I can't remember, and I'm drawing a blank on who the coach is at the moment. It's that Winningham, Urban Meyer guy. Whittingham. Whittingham. Yeah, Whittingham. Yep. Or maybe, I, I think it was the Urban Meyer guy, or maybe it was Pete Carroll guy. I forget what he oh, was. After, after, well, oh, like what, who, who he was under before he was. Yeah, what, what coaching tree he was under, I forget. Um, anyway, he, uh, I feel like, I, I just always enjoy watching Utah play. Although the, I don't think that they did that great last year, but I don't know. I guess a lot of no, teams didn't I, do that great last year. I feel like they played barely any games last year. I, like they Probably. Like three, three games. He was Urban Meyer's DC at Utah. Yeah, at Utah okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I knew there was some kind of connection to either Urban Meyer or Pete Carroll. No, Urban, um, he was with Urban for like forever. Someone should ask him, like, is, is bringing on Tim Tebow as a tight end a good idea or not? <laughs> Uh, so anyway, we'll, we'll see what Utah does. It, it seems like they, they're probably going to Utah. I, I would assume it's going to be a Utah and USC race for the South, but, uh, uh, Arizona state is also yeah kind of in that conversation. If they can, at least ig- media around here, if they can ignore the, or if the, if they can drown out the off field issues, I guess. Um, yeah. If the NCAA doesn't come down on them before the season. Uh, and like mm. ban them from postseason play or something like that, then yeah, they might be in contention for that. That's true. Yeah, Arizona State would have to be up there too, um, which I think we all kind of underestimated how Herm Edwards would do on the field at least. Um, I did. Well, I definitely fair, did. This is only because USC is a dumpster fire. So that's like true. If, if 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 it was if it was typical USC, none of this would be you know discussed. So. Yeah. Right. It's kind of like the the Harbaugh thing. Like USC went down, and someone else got a chance. Got a chance, but if yep. USC handled their business, they would never have gotten that chance. 
Well, speaking of handling their business, how how we think UCLA is going to do this year is uh is uh is Chip Kelly finally going to get things going or or yeah, what? his bags going? Yeah, <laughs> like at some point, are they going to get upset with? I mean, what has been his best season there? Like five wins, maybe four wins. I don't know. Uh, uh, maybe four wins. I they've not been good since he's been there. No. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm trying to pull it up right now. Uh, I don't I don't think he's been doing great there. Four and eight is his best season two years ago. Yeesh. Uh, three and nine. We we had uh four and eight. Uh, three and four last year, and uh and that that's it. So our best season is four and eight. So not not bowl eligible any of the three previous years. Boy, he um, better win out to save his job. Good God. Yeah. Was, it, he needs to make a bowl it, game to it, save it, his job. It, it, he brings up another question I'll throw out. Uh, which college coach has fallen off the face of like the elite coach earth uh, the most? Uh, Chip Kelly or Les Miles? I mean, well, considering Les Miles... Not, not counting the off... Well, I guess it's... It came, it came like, I was going to say, like, Les Miles isn't going to coach again after what he did, so... Uh... Yeah. Uh, I'd probably say that. I mean, I think Les kind of wins slash loses that by default, but uh, yeah, I probably should have thought someone else. It's just, it's just astounding. Like Chip Kelly was like mm. what, the top three college coach before he left the, for the NFL. I know I don't pay attention to the NFL, but I thought he did okay at times. Right? Look at what he... he did, and I actually, and I only know this because I was Wikipedia in the NFL. Yeah. So I, like, I have up the his. The reason uh, he got fired was he didn't get along with his yeah. bosses. <laughs> that was yeah. the main reason he got fired. Yeah, so. yeah, it was wasn't like a wins and losses type thing. It was uh, something else. But then, like, he's gone to UCLA at the same time that USC is not really doing what USC would normally be doing, mm-hmm. and, and he's still like what. 500 or worse yeah his his main problem at least from the outside looking in is that he seems like he doesn't like to recruit like he just wants to sit in the film room all day and call plays and stuff and like that was fine because oregon gets recruited by nike not by the coaches um but ucla doesn't really have that sort of thing even though their mega booster is like under armor related yeah. or something but i mean obviously that's not nike um and, 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 it's, and it's and still it's ucla it's, it's southern california yeah. it's 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 a lot better than like what like 90 percent of the southeastern teams yeah areas. i mean even getting the scraps that usc a good usc would leave over that's still top three classes in the conference probably so uh like if if they were actually doing what they were supposed to be doing so yeah like i don't think they're gonna be good unless chip starts recruiting a lot better than he has been yeah which means and, he's got to actually spend some time doing it i guess and at this point he's not he's it's 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 over he's he's too old to like listen if you can't recruit himself. if you can't recruit in los angeles in california like you're, you're not trying you, you're clearly yeah. just not trying you're trying to not succeed you he, like he could, he, if he's doing nothing, he should be able to succeed more than he's doing right now. 
You could get a damn compass out if those still exist in schools in the U.S. and draw, like, say, a 50 to 100 mile map around UCLA. I don't even know if you'd have to go that far. And you could only recruit that area. And you could have a top 25 team every year if you're not fucking up. Yeah. Like, but like they could do so much better than him. Just go out there and get some yeah. young up and coming coach that wants to get out there and recruit. Yep. That's all you gotta Sarkeesian. do. I wonder if Sarkeesian would have would have went there. Uh, I mean, I Texas is a pretty big draw. Uh, I mean, it was, I'm thinking like before, if say if you went before. Texas, oh yeah, 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 sure. Or I'm yeah, like. Uh, well, who was we talked about earlier? Uh, Campbell, you know. Yeah. I mean, Campbell after, would probably work his ass off there. Yeah, I'm sure he'd do great there. After yeah. how Sark's USC tenure ended, he probably needed to get out of Southern California. Yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Probably for the best. I mean, to, with to be fair to Chip, like the entire country is recruiting Southern California now. Like, yeah. just look at Bryce fair. Young and all that Alabama, sort of thing. Yeah. So it is a lot tougher now than it used to be, but still, you can you can do better than they've been doing for sure. Yeah, you can get something. Yeah, I mean they. I mean UCLA is a good school, but they don't have the academic requirements that like Stanford has that keep them from getting those recruits. I don't think. Um, yeah. Anyway, it well, seems like UCLA should be like an easy program to be good at. It seems yeah. like it. It, they, it almost seems like USC should be way better than they are too. Where yeah. are we? When's the last time that UCLA was good? Like I don't even know if I remember that. Like, in basketball in or football? Football. Like, were they, I'm trying to remember if they were even good in the nineties. I'm trying to they remember if they've ever good been good in my lifetime. Thing. Like it wasn't that long ago. Like it was. It was within our lifetimes. I'm pretty sure. Like who? Who were, are the top good. players to to come out of UCLA in the last? Uh, thirty years. Did, Josh did, Rosen. Okay. <laughs> I'm. I was trying to think. Did Ricky Waters come out of UCLA? I. I literally cannot think of one. Troy Aikman. Was he UCLA? Yeah. Okay. Was that yeah. thirty years ago? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, he was playing for the Cowboys in the nineties. That's so. right. America's didn't, team. Uh, didn't uh, Maurice Jones-Drew play ago. for UCLA? Who? Who? Maurice Jones-Drew? I feel like he did. Yep. Yep. Okay. He was good. Oh, Marshawn. Yeah. No, sorry, oh, I, was, I was literally that's about Cal. to screw up completely. I was about to say Marshawn Lynch. It's like, Shit, how Cal's... could you forget him driving around the cart? God, he can... Probably at, he was probably at UCLA. But hold up. Hold up. Wait, wait a second. Has Cal had better players in the last 30 years than UCLA has put into the NFL? Yeah. I think they have. Uh, it's probably pretty even. UCLA, they've had good players. Like they've been putting guys in the NFL. Um, like maybe just not the guys we know. Yeah, like when Jim Mora was there, the the players weren't the problem. It was a coach. Um, Mm. so like, uh, oh god, what was his name? Miles Jack, the linebacker. He was really good. Uh, but he he tore his knee. Yeah, the injuries ruined him. Yeah. Mm And they had a bunch of really good like linemen and stuff too. That I was about to say Jonathan Ogden, who's like yeah. a Hall of Famer, I think. I kind of re- yeah, I remember that name. 
Yeah, he plays for the Ravens. Yeah, but, uh, Mercedes Lewis was a real good tight end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I finally found like a generalized list, but it's. I was about to say you must be looking at a list now to bring up these names. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I didn't go to that level of effort. All right, let, let's move on I'm, from I'm not UCLA. Else. <laughs> let's move on from that list. Let's talk about USC. Who uh, we'll see if they stop punching themselves in the in the dick this year. Um. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, he, he, one would think that at some point, um, I mean, he's got to course correct this year. Um, or he's gone, and it seems like, I mean, he got the vote of confidence from, what's his name, uh, their AD, who I couldn't believe that they made their AD. Uh, that always goes well. Uh, uh, Lynn, uh, what's his name? Lynn Swan. Lynn Swan. Lynn Swan. Yeah. Is he still the athlete or did he <sighs> former Locking. ABC sideline commentator Lynn Swan? <laughs> yeah. He I, was. He was part of that. Um, and Becky Stewart. going to jail thing, like oh, maybe God. I'm not sure though. Let me. Or let he me was, check. or he's close enough that he was like, let me just, I'll just resign and wash my hands of it. He did resign in 2019. Yeah. Oh, so he's still like in there. Okay. I, I didn't even know. I was, like, I was not sure if he was still there. Um. Okay. It's so been a very long two years. So, and th- this was what I what I had to familiarize myself with. So they they do have, and I remember this. Um, I think it was last year or something. But Graham Harrell is their OC, who's an air raid guy. So theoretically, air raid with Southern California athletes, like that should be fucking awesome, right? Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keaton Slovis is uh, is going to be their quarterback. Who, um, I I suppose he beat out J T. Daniels because he transferred to UGA, but uh, J T. Daniels also had the ACL injury, so I'm not sure how much that factored into it. I'm, I can't remember. Didn't, didn't Slovis like he, was, <clears throat> he showed up pretty good for like a game or two, and then also got hurt for the year? Yeah, they played three quarterbacks that year, if I remember correctly, out of like necessity. They played like yeah. nine quarterbacks. I feel like in the last three years. Yeah. Good yeah. God, they they have uh and bad got, injury issues with like you said Daniels and I think Slovis. Yep. They got Amon Ross St. Brown. Is that a relation to Equinemia St. Brown? Yes. Yep. Has to be right. All right. If you if the name is Absolutely. like uncomprehensible, it is. It's one of the St. Browns. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, I, and I, then there's the, I know there's a story where they did it on purpose and. It, Listen to this the shit. Glorious names are fantastic names. They, they always have these ridiculous receivers. Six is six foot five. Drake London is a high end pro prospect. Led the team with five hundred and two yards last year on thirty three catches, and they have a six three receiver as well. Like, how do yep. they have this talent? And they just, uh, they just fuck around so much. I, I don't understand it. It's it's frustrating for me, and I'm not a USC fan. I I just don't understand it. Um, like. And as a team, as a fan of a team it, like, that's gotten very like look, close it, and and fucked up, like, like they're not even getting mirror? close. Well, is no, it like it, looking at a mirror. No, because they're sense? they're not even getting close. Yeah, you're right. We're we're getting really close and then screwing up, and they're they're tripping over their dicks long before they get to the finish line. Um, we're we're tripping over our dicks right at the finish line, <laughs> and they're 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 almost not even getting off the blocks. Um. If we want to stick with the track example, I guess. Yeah. I, I just don't I, I don't understand it. I, I really don't get it. 
Um, it's really just when you're when the people in charge don't have their shit together. This is what happens, pretty much. Like if 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 everything was still functional, Helton would have been long gone. They would have they would have found the money for the buyout, or yeah. they would have never hired him in the first place. Honestly, um, like goes... even because he's necessarily a bad hire, he's just not like USC could do better um, than him. So. Yeah, like, yeah, they 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 could be hiring the Kirby's and the Jimbo Fishers. Yeah, yeah, they could, and they're they're. I mean, they're probably going to move on from Hilton after this year, unless he unless he wins the the division at a minimum. I, I feel like could it also be like a from the very top kind of a problem with the pack commissioners because wasn't there a, a year recently where like it might have been this last year and it might have been COVID related, <clears throat> but like. You USC might have like had enough to to technically win the, the division, but Oregon went. There was a there's a time there's a year that Oregon went to the conference game when they shouldn't. Have. Oh, that, that was last year. That was last year, I think, because I, I think, think you had the best record of like three and one. Was that when the but lawyers it, it didn't basically? Have was that the, when What's the that? lawyers called who uh, who who won the conference essentially? Uh, I don't remember, but I think it was COVID related. If I remember correctly, I've kind of blocked all of last year out of my mind. Yeah, right. it, it, it popped in my mind, and yeah. I was thinking that it was USC related, but you're right, it was, it was UW related. But uh, I mean, there there have been definitely like conference related things, like some of the really stupid scheduling decisions that the conference office was making mm-hmm. has has cost multiple teams potential chances at the playoffs like they would schedule a friday night road game the week after another road game so you'd get back you know late saturday night and then have to fly out for a friday road game after that uh and like two or three teams that were in the top 10 i think got into those games and ended up losing and they never got back to contention for the playoff spot you lose one game out there, and unfortunately, that's like it. Yep, pretty much. Sounds about right. It does not, um, does, does not have the Alabama mojo with that. Um, yeah, the pack also, did y'all have a problem with having to deal with the noon games, knowing that the noon game for you is, what, like 10 a.m. or 9 a.m.? <laughs> um, I mean, I think... If you were to ask the average fan, the problem, the bigger problem was that we didn't have enough of those because all the blue hairs were complaining like, oh, back in my day, college football was played at noon, yeah. not yeah. eight o'clock at night for ESPN, yeah. that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, like TV has kind of been dictating the, the schedules since the, the new deal, which is also kind of on the commissioner, or former commissioner now. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like, they've kind of just been relegated to this Pac-12 after dark thing for the most part. Wait, did that uh, happen it's, since it's, last season? It's good that, for all of us out here, but, not, yeah, it might not be great for you. Did you guys lose your commissioner since the end of last season? I forget when that happened. Oh, yeah. Uh, the new commissioner started this month. What, what's the he, new commissioner's name? George Kliavkov. Okay, uh, you, you could have made that up, and I wouldn't I wouldn't have known. I. <laughs> Andy, it's scary. I was literally wondering, should I ask, like, can you spell his last name? Uh, um, I could. Yeah, he's the one that had a tweet, like, literally right after the Texas OU thing, 
like joking about like oh this is how i start a new job is is right now when this is going on yeah it's a very uh interesting time for him he was i guess we could talk about that briefly uh he was kind of out of left field just at least in the college football sphere because he didn't work in college football previously so no one really knew Mm -hmm. who he was but when people went and looked at his resume like uh he was previously working at mgm resorts which owns like half of las vegas so you know he knows how to market and that sort of thing um yeah and he also has previous experience at like hulu i think and mlb network and some other nbc stuff so like he knows he knows tv deals and all that sort of thing which Um, is like a complete 180 from the guy before (laughs) yeah it sounds like he he kind of has a good head on his shoulders at least as far as not doing anything super reckless with the tv deals and stuff um and he he said all the right things at the press conference but that doesn't really mean anything at the end but it's kind of nice just because mm-hmm. the former guy couldn't even hit those softball questions no. <laughs> all right, all right so, they, i just hope they... it's not like too late yeah well because we'll it's like the whole network tv thing is like hit warp speed with have they talked about moving the Pac-12 network out of like one of the most expensive areas of the country to to have a an office? Um, I don't think he's like he got asked like all of these questions you would think they would ask him. Like mm-hmm. they asked him all the good questions. He didn't really answer any of them just because he wasn't even hired yet when it's, this all happened. Um, I guess it's probably too early to say on that. Or, yeah, he was hired, but he hadn't started yet. I should say. Um. So yeah, he he was just like, yeah, I'm not going to talk about that while I'm not in the, in the office. Um, but basically, his answers were like, yeah, everything is on the table at this point. Um, just move it to Vegas, so, like everyone thinks that they should anyway. Yeah, I, and I mean, he already has the ties in Vegas, obviously. So yeah, I'm sure that would be a pretty natural fit for him. Um, but yeah, like uh, I think we've also got that showcase game at the Raiders Stadium. That might mm-hmm. be coming up. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be a big thing. Um, he had mentioned a day or two ago that he had already gotten contacted by some schools about potentially joining. I, I assume this is Fallout from the Big 12, probably. Yeah, um, yeah. It was, I can pretty much say it was either Tech or Okie State. Yeah. I, I, I wonder why it, like, when do we start talking about them adding UNLV just because they can add Vegas in there? Uh, I don't think they will. Uh, Vegas, don't so. I don't think Vegas is that big of a market, um, honestly. And they kind of already have Vegas anyway. I was yeah. going to say, it's so close to the California schools. Yeah, it's it's a four-hour drive from L.A. So, like... Yeah. There's no TV market in Vegas. It's The, it, the reason, yeah. though, it's good to put, like, the game in Vegas is because people like to go to Vegas. Yeah. Well, I mean, no one lives there. Santa Clara. Well, I was just thinking, if you're going to move the conference office to Vegas, like, be nice to have a school there too. But yeah. Well, Vegas is a nice, like, central location too for the the conference. Well, it's easy to fly in and out of. Yeah. Yeah. It's everything. It's. But yeah, I don't. I don't think. Maybe this is just me being optimistic and hoping, but I don't think they will add teams just to add teams because yeah. if if yeah. you if you add teams and then you end up getting less money per school then you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot 
Yeah. And outside of maybe Kansas, like we discussed, like I don't I don't think any of the Big Twelve teams are gonna do that, honestly. Yeah, it's like splitting up <clears throat> money on top of like lowering your reputation because odds are, you know, you run into like a Rutgers or Maryland situation yep. and the, the teams suck. Mm-hmm. And I was right. going to ask, like, it, you know, <laughs> if adding, would the pack ever decide, okay, we'll we'll let religious schools in? Because I I, I push sure that's the main reason why they've never entertained BYU or. That and academics stuff, I think. Like, they're still very big on the academic reputation and all that sort of thing, so... Yeah, yeah. And it's hard to have science on the same campus as, you know, theology. Plus, we have... So, that kind of makes things difficult. Yeah. So, uh, we've done about 100... Or an hour and twenty minutes so far on this uh, this thing. Somehow, uh, we probably need to get into uh, questions, welcome. questions, and then we need to talk about. Uh, I, I suppose we need to do conference predictions. So we need to pick a, a winner each for um, for each division. So let's go and do questions. Uh, Andrew, you, you want to go ahead and talk about the uh, the questions? Yeah. So uh, some of these questions we've already answered. So uh, I'm going to skip some of them. There was a question about Chip Kelly, uh, which you've kind of already talked about. Um, this question from an Alabama fan says, "Who's in the hot seat in the Pac-12?" I I mean I think it's we all, we all know who that is. Got our choices there. There's a couple um, of them. Here's Play a question. Yeah. Here's a question from I want to say as a UVA fan. Uh, they want to know, have we considered how easy it might be for the podcast to become a promotional sponsor for a student-athlete now in light of the Supreme Court ruling? Which player do you think you could get, and how are they promoting the podcast? It's like, how far the depth chart are we talking? Like, I think I threw a joke out to someone somewhere. Like, we could maybe get, like, a backup uh, punter. Like, Is that there? Could like a, could we, we get, like, a Mac punter. Yeah, yeah, not a Division One backup punter. Like so my, my my theory on this was that we need to get whichever slow white uh, inside linebacker that Ohio State has that's taken over for Tough Borland this year. And it, uh, it, I think that, I think that was a one time deal. Was it? They they're not going to go back to that well anymore. <laughs> it turns out that's not a great strategy. <laughs> what if we could put like multiple Tough Borlands on the field that look like their uh, their cleats are encased in <laughs> oh, concrete? Stop. Stop! Don't give John Boys another idea for Breaking Mad. Oh boy! I think I think you I think you could pay a player <laughs> from a a Power Five conference now, not mm-hmm. like a big name player, but a starter, like two hundred dollars <laughs> to make like a tweet. A tweet? Do we okay. have two hundred dollars. Uh, I mean, some of some of players make a tweet. I I would do it. Venmo is money. Podcast at academicallyineligible.com. We we don't have a Venmo set up yet, but maybe if we get some money sent there. No, don't don't do that. That that, that just sounds like a, a headache. Please don't do that. I I might have to see. I might have to look into this. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll dig around. We'll see who we can get. Send us your suggestions for who you think we should get to. Podcast at academicallyineligible.com. I checked that earlier today. We didn't have any emails. FYI. Like like the 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 name of the. The segment before this could have been like, who can we actually make ineligible? Ah, yes. But you know, now it's like, no, actually, we can just do it. Anyone who listens to this podcast is ineligible because they're now stupider. That's right. 
self-owned that they've now been owned um we, we had another question i think you skipped past it from a uh, a ucf fan is this the year Ch- uh, chip kelly takes the next step and finally wins five games i think we were talking about that that's why i said we skipped that one because we already talked about that oh i mean okay okay all right yeah it's a hard maybe next question we'll see i i i, I do not know that that's the question I, I think if he doesn't have at least five or six wins he's gone i don't think he has five wins i think he's gone i think he's gone Okay. Uh, ba, ba, ba. Which Pac-12 school will be the first to join the SEC? Who's that question from? Uh, an Alabama fan who's a cat. Okay. Um, uh, interesting. I don't think any will eventually, but I guess if I had to pick one, it'd probably be Oregon. Yeah, sure. That that tracks. That they bring like, money. Yeah, the money part would be Oregon. I was trying to think who's the cultural fit. And it would either be Wazoo. State <laughs> it's Wazoo. I was thinking maybe Arizona Fireball. State. Dude, wa- Wazoo the, and, and Mississippi State, State are kissing cousins. Yeah, like, hey, Pac-12 said if you want Wazoo, they'll waive all, all the fees. <laughs> Please take <laughs> them from us. Because <laughs> yeah. I was thinking like Arizona State <laughs> has a very LSU-ish type like rowdiness with, you know, yeah. drinking and all that. And oh, yeah. Washington State is like everybody else. No, uh, Washington State. It, I I feel like they remind me. They they really remind me of where Leach went to next, which was uh, Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's got like, that weird you know, college town. Like, there's nothing there. Uh, them Arkansas or maybe Tennessee. It's got that hillbilly. Yeah. Like just asshole. I guess to it. I guess Tennessee does have hillbilly asshole flavor. Ooh, that might be a podcast title name. I wonder if we'll get banned Tennessee from uh, asshole I- flavor. <laughs> Tennessee asshole flavor. <laughs> new it's new whiskey it. coming this fall. Tennessee asshole flavored whiskey. I think I think Apple's gonna <laughs> Apple's gonna take that podcast down if I put that out with that name. <laughs> you can go with like asterisk or money signs. Uh, I'm sorry, the dollar sign for S. Special characters probably aren't allowed either. Uh, so anyway, what other questions do we have? I think that was it. Uh, wh- who is winning the Pac-12? This is from our uh, libertarian uh, <laughs> new, new member of the SEC, uh, Texas fan. Uh, who is winning the Pac-12, and will that team make the playoffs? Uh, yeah, really, the, cool, the real question is, you know, who, like, is it unanimous or not? I'm going to say it's probably Oregon or UW. If I had to choose this year, based on Joe Moorhead at Oregon, Mario Cristobal, what he's building there, I'd probably go Oregon. Will they make the uh, playoffs? No. Well, this this will transfer into our our, uh, conference pick-ems here. Okay. So, I guess we'll start with you, Andy. Who is going to win the Pac-12 North? Well, I guess I just... Basically said, uh, Oregon, uh, and uh, I'll go and give you my South pick. I will go. I'm looking at who's in the South again. Um, against my better judgment, simply because I don't see how they can't win it with what they have, I'm going to say USC. I don't actually think it's going to be USC, but I don't know who else I would pick. So then I assume you're picking Oregon to win it all. Yes. Okay. I mean, it's either uh, USC or Utah for me, but we do have Tom's picks. Uh, he picked Oregon and USC. I'm going to assume that he also is going to pick Oregon. We don't know that for sure, so we will check back on that. But that would be silly. Yes. Um, you know what? I think okay. Chris talked me into it. UW's got an easier schedule than Oregon. 
Ah. Uh, and they're not starting a a new coming quarterback potentially. And th- if they do, it'll be you know a five star beast. So I'm going UW huh? in the north. In the south, barring any NCAA violations, I'm going Arizona State. Okay, put it on the board. Put it on the board with UW winning the conference. Okay, I like it. Oh yeah, uh, I, I did forget to mention previously we play at Michigan. And Oregon has to play Ohio State. So. Yeah. See. Yeah. Okay. All everything's coming up, UW. Yeah. So I guess for my picks, I'm picking UW because fuck Oregon. Um, Fair. In the South, I'll I'm probably gonna go with Utah. I could see ASU fluking their way to a win, and I could see yeah. USC just winning off of pure talent. But I I gotta go with Utah just because I have yeah. more confidence that they won't shoot themselves in the foot. Along the way, Kyle Whittingham so. is a is a way better coach than Clay Hilton. But yeah, yeah, Hilton's got so much right. talent. It's like, how does he fuck up <clears> with all that? I don't know. Yeah, I and guess it's just like does you go with UW to win the conference? Yeah. Okay, I, I, I guess it would just best. be like this USC defensive line matchup to like Utah's def- you know line play. I don't think it does. I think I think USC might have better skill players, but on the lines, that, I don't know. Yeah. Utah's well, lines my, always impress me. That's, they, they've yeah. got some good lines. That's, th- that's where they always hold. Is, you know, they're they they, the they beat people up on the offensive and defensive. Well, especially on the defensive lines. Yep. I like watching them play. But like I, I think I've mentioned that before. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, if I, uh, all right. If, so if I have a choice, um, I mean, I do like UW. Uh, much more than Oregon, but I just I feel Oregon and their coaching staff has had maybe another year or two more to build than UW. So that's why I think I, I I feel like Oregon is probably like in the driver's seat right now. Um, and I, I'm totally up up in the air in the other division. I, I was thinking USC, but then we started talking about Utah, and that kind of makes more sense. That I just yeah like. Chris said, I, I trust them to not self implode or not, you know, not implode as much as like the California schools. So, and I, I, I think I would pick Oregon over Utah. All right. There we go. All right. Well, it wasn't unanimous. I like it. It was, uh, it was a circle of suck. Like we, we, we all picked different things pretty much, except for me and Tom. I don't think the Pac-12 is making the playoffs again until they expand. Oh. Honestly. Oh yeah, yeah. That, I think that was part of the question. Yeah, I, I don't see a playoff team. Not no. until yeah, it's like uh, if they do well, the 12 thing. The problem with the Pac-12, right, is the top teams are too equal that they usually don't come out uh, unscathed. Well, yeah. that's the thing. Like, I think, like I, I could see Oregon or Washington winning. Uh, north but i think that more than likely one of those teams wins it but they're not yeah to your point they're not going to come out unscathed and i think that the only way that the pac-12 gets a team in there is if they go undefeated um yeah like i'd have to look at the schedule they might if with like one loss but maybe it's it's true parity that like like the the winning team i have two losses yeah yeah because we can lock in bama clemson ohio state right now um and that leaves one spot for everyone else and 
that's going to be pretty tough if you have one loss in the Pac-12 to get that spot. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll see. I I I don't put high hopes on them uh, making it into uh, yeah into the playoffs. Um, that's all the questions that we have. We we like I said, we do not have anything in the emails. Uh, please send us uh, questions to podcast at academicallyineligible.com, and we will read those on here. Uh, if you do a review on Apple's uh, podcast thing, we will. Um, we will also read that on here. Um, did not check last week, but I will check that going forward and see where we're at. Um, and I think that's it. So not hearing anything else. So tune in next week for another episode and I will have to figure out between now and next week, what conference we're going to be previewing next week. But, uh, if you have suggestions for, uh for that or anything else for the podcast please send those to our email like i mentioned podcast academically ineligible.com tune next week for another episode of the last remaining college football podcast and we'll talk to you guys next week Our intro song is called Tech It. The author is Pipe Choir. The song is available at pipechoir.com. And this is using the Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License. Thank you. <laughs>